Do you just get a blowjob? Or do you just give a blowjob or something? Are you goggling a moth? Yep, so ladies and gentlemen, looks like I have to do the introductions because TK here is you know, risking his mouth off come uh, from the blowjob he just gave for like $20. So, hello, listeners. Welcome to the Talk Talk Podcast. You have uh, guys here who's TK the blowjobber. I mean, I'm done. Yep. Hi. <laughs> How did that cock taste? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, can you uh, a bit? What? Turn down the music a bit. No! Waltz music is the best. <laughs> that's, uh, that's from the Ghibli movie, right? How I don't know. I just, I'm just playing a random playlist. Yeah, it's uh, this one is from House Moving Castle. It's really nice. Oh, it is? Yeah. Have you ever seen that movie? I did, but it has been like that kids ago. Mm, yeah, it's a nice movie, and I think that music really makes it. Uh, yeah. Music makes, yeah, yeah. makes it makes it Yeah, I listen to that one often. Very nice. But yeah, welcome everyone to the Talk Talk Podcast, episode 10. And uh, with you, have, you have your regular host, the TK and the donkey. Dot TK and the donkey. <laughs> so we're just like, you know, look at that. Look at her. Well, we almost didn't have this episode because this motherfucker here wanted to watch his fucking Ocean's 13 or something. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I'm like, yo, donkey, we're gonna record. He's like, ah, I'm watching, I'm watching a movie. <laughs> we're gonna record on Sunday, so yeah. Well, I... it's Sunday, of course. Uh, of course uh, uh, <laughs> so you're uh, better now, like you're. You recovered from COVID? It doesn't really matter if I recovered or not because the new rules of Singapore said that after the seventh day, even if you're positive, you're, you're okay to go out. The fuck? Yep. So, because it, so, it, it would no longer spread. Okay. So, are you positive now or negative? I uh, know. I forgot to do it just now. I so when up. the last time you tested yesterday? I can't remember. What the fuck? I think it was day one, and then I ran out of kids. So yeah, I just bought it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow. I mean, like it doesn't. If 
if I'm still going to be home like for seven days, it doesn't really matter to me anymore. Like if it's, I'm, I'm positive enough. <laughs> What the fuck? Okay. Doesn't make sense. Like, oh, even if I'm positive after the seventh day, I'm still going to go back to work. I need to go get my ass back to work anyways. Like, not, not. How does that, how does my result actually affect anything at all at this point? Mm-hmm. So, how did you enjoy your seven days at home? Not that much. I'm still working at home, so. Yeah. I mean, you're working, but now, but you're at home, so. Doesn't make much of a difference. Because <laughs> you're still working. You know, when you, when, when you have like so much shit on your head and, you know, head, and you can't really get ample rest from anything, so it doesn't really make a difference. Okay, so what, what have you been doing at home besides working off? Wait, wait, wait. My, my earphones are jacked for It's a little bit screwed up. Can you hear me now? Hello, hello? Yes, I can. So, what are you saying? I'm saying, uh, what have you been doing at home besides jerking off? Um, jack off here. So that, half the day you spend uh, looking for materials and the uh, nights you spend jerking off. Yep, exactly. That's how you get the COVID away from you, bro. You jack it away. So, uh, <laughs> you jerk the COVID out of your system, huh? Yep, that's how you do it. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no more secrets of vaccine you. You are the cure. I am the cure. One might come. <laughs> I'm going to come all over your face. The next time you get COVID, I'm just going to start going over to your face. Like how people pee on jellyfish things. Um, that, 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 fucking, that is no way the same fucking thing. <laughs> what? Someone gets COVID, you go and jerk off on your face. Oh, bro, you got COVID? I have to jerk off on your face. There's no other way. <laughs> it's the only way to help yeah. you now. Yep, that is. That is the only way. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I, for doing this shit, man, it's hard looking for materials, man. What, for jerking off on people's face? Yeah, like, you know, you, you know all that novelty behind all that research throughout the years and, you know, You've got to remember, like, okay, what's a good scenario for me to do this now? Uh Like, you know, like, uh, kinky ones or just subtle ones or stuff like that. All that recent (laughs) drugs, I get paid for that shit. My cum. (laughs) Wait, so, speaking of that, imagine if, like, Imagine you went to, I don't know, you went somewhere up in the mountains, okay, with like one of your bros or something, and hello. they get. Hello, hello. Yeah. Okay, sorry, you were saying. Uh, I went somewhere. What? Yeah, I was saying that. Imagine you go up in the mountains with uh, one of your bros, 
you know, just hiking or whatever. And a, a venomous snake comes and bites your friend's penis. And you have to suck out the poison from his penis in order to save him. Like, there's no other way of immediate <laughs> medical attention. You have to do it to save his life. Would you do it? I have a jack knife. <laughs> what? So you just let him die? No, I'll, I'll just castrate him. What the fuck? He'll die of bleeding out. Well, it's easier to suck a pussy-looking thing compared to a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. So there you have it, everyone. So don't go hiking uh, in the mountains with the donkey. He will not save your life. Nope, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not suck the poison out of you. I ain't gonna blow a dick just to save your life. <laughs> <laughs> like, weigh those two things. Like, sucking a dick, saving a person's life. But, uh, you know, isn't it not worth it? Is it not worth it? Would you suck my dick if I was bitten by... Hey, I'm not, we're not talking about me, okay? <laughs> I'm asking you. You can't. You can't just the uh, the Uno reverse card the question. Fuck you! You would say my ass, you fucker. You fucking bungler. You ain't gonna save my life. You just you just gonna start calling your friends and ask them like, what the fuck are you supposed to do now? Same bungler, same bitch. <laughs> they're gonna tell me. I mean, no, that's why. Like, <laughs> I'm asking you, what the fuck? <laughs> the, the point is, that you are you're the problem. You are the one who refuses to save a life for just uh, the measly price of sucking a penis. <laughs> <laughs> that is a penis as this shit. Okay, that's not a measly. Okay. <laughs> no, but it would be worth it. Like, why the yeah. fuck would his dick be better in the first place? Why was his crotch anywhere near the fucking snake in the first place? That's on I him, mean, man. It's in the mountains. Anything could happen. It's probably, the snake could just be there, like, uh, you know, hiding in the ground. And when you go to hike over it, you spread your legs. Hey, out of nowhere, the fucking snake comes and bites your cuckoo chow. It is, it's gonna happen. That doesn't. I mean, if that's on him, then that's not. It doesn't mean you have to suck a dick. <laughs> I mean, if it's on his ass, maybe. But you know, if it's on his dick, then no, oh, I'm sorry. That's what ends. <laughs> that's where you draw the line. You're okay with sucking off his ass. Well, if it's his ass, it's fine. Like, you know, it's it's a whole piece of flesh. And I'm not, you know. <laughs> okay, wait. What if, what if... Wait, what? 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 <laughs> You're saying... Did you say you suck girls' asses too? <laughs> <laughs> nope, I didn't. It was your imagination. <laughs> Okay, then let me ask you if it if it's a friend if it's a girl. Okay. If your friend is a girl that got bitten on her pussy, would you suck it out? 
It depends. What? On what? If a fucking pussy is going to smell like fish, no. <laughs> what? You know, all that fucking bacteria so for a, a pussy to sm- If she's a Libra female, her pussy yeah, is going to... if she's a Libra, it's, uh, the question, it's out of the question. You're not saving her. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a Libra female, you're just leaving her to die. Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, my friend, my Libra friend. I'm sorry this has to come to an end, but yes, may the TK bless you. Yep, that's how I it mean, is. You've, you've done it without... Uh, Without having to save a life before, right? No, fuck. I didn't fucking put my face <laughs> in fucking pussy that smells like fish. You've no. never... You haven't? No, no what, what the about fuck? Your girlfriend that, what about your girlfriend uh, that was a bro and had to smell your pussy? I didn't. I was looking at pussy back then. It was my, she was my first ex-girlfriend who took my virginity away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. He <laughs> took your virginity away. Yep. <laughs> Say yep. He stole it. He's like a fucking burglar in the fucking museum stealing yep. virginity away. I didn't even know what the hell was going on before I knew it. You know, she was like, you know, I attacked that shit. I'm like, wait, what does it do? You might take what I say. And yep. <laughs> That's how I was deflowered. <laughs> Wait, have had you jerked off before that? No. No? No. Did you even know how? Yeah, I, I knew how, but no, I didn't really I didn't remember I did. Let me think. I'm not too sure, I can't remember when. <laughs> What the fuck? Are you saying you had your you had your dick <laughs> sucked off before you actually like played with yourself? I think that might have happened. Yes. Oh, you <laughs> you dog! You <laughs> what? I mean, when I was younger, I had like more. Charisma, you know, like that's so more. That bad. was the then that was the first time for you that you experienced orgasm. No, I didn't even know what the fuck was it. Like, I can't remember if I felt good, but I definitely knew it was an ecstatic. Well, but you came. Of course, I did came. But you didn't know what the fuck was going on. Before you, because you never came before. I think, I think so. I mean, even if I did play with myself, properly enjoyed the feeling of orgasm as much as I do now. Well, yeah, but no, I was asking like, uh, if so, if that was the first time you experienced it, it must have been fucking weird. It was. Because, like, yeah, because if you didn't like even uh, 
make yourself, you know, if you hadn't masturbated yourself before that, and that was your first time experiencing coming, then it, it must have been so weird. Like, I can't even imagine. I honestly can't remember anymore because that's like a good, like, 20 years ago. Wow. <laughs> Imagine not even being able to remember your first time. Nope, not something that I want to remember too. <laughs> you just want to wipe that out of your memory? Yep. That's how it ever happened. Yeah, I mean, like, who the fuck goes to a pussy and goes like, oh, is this what all pussy smells like? I'm never going to fuck again. Well, some people do get traumatized that way, right? Like I've heard, I've heard of that. Like not, uh, not guys, because guys are famous. Like they're gonna fucking go back. <laughs> they're gonna go back and keep, uh, uh, you know, keep barking up the tree, keep uh, putting their dick in whatever no, they what can. The fuck? Like, no, okay. I'm not talking about you, but no, I'm talking about uh, like. Specifically for girls, I've heard that like their first kiss or like their first time was so bad that it uh-huh. completely turned them off from sex for like a few years. Oh yeah, wait. Like that's yeah. what that's all they could imagine. Like that- it, it was gonna be that bad every time. Let me try to recall if that happened to me. Uh. Uh, I can't remember to be honest. <laughs> I <sighs> wow. What what Wait. what is this stressful? <laughs> Do you remember being discouraged? Like, what was your perception of sex after that? Your first time going horrible like that. I hope the next person. <laughs> you hope for the best. Yep, I hope for the best. And let me, I can't remember if I had a lot of sex back then. Like, I don't think I did. I mean, I had a lot of relationships, but I didn't have a lot of sex because I was still very young. And we're talking about you in the teens here, right? Like before you were eighteen, even. Uh, before twenty. Before twenty. Yeah. yeah. Oh no! Wait, actually, I did. What the fuck? I remember now. What the hell? Holy shit! No. Okay, I fucking remember. Okay, I I fucked a lot. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you! So my original statement was true. After guys like putting their dick. <laughs> Repeatedly in the holes and hoping for the best. <laughs> no, but I didn't put back a fucking. Sm- well, no, but you know, after like, typically for someone uh, being like, if someone's first time went as horribly as your first time, and you're you said that that might have been the first time you like experienced coming as well, so that's double. But but so. That's After fine, that, because... someone would be discouraged, you know? 
I was. Pressure cooked for me. And I had like instant noodles with crab sticks and stuff. Yeah. The crab sticks is the solution. Is the cure. <laughs> no, wait, what the fuck? No. I had a good meal after all that trauma, so it's fine. <laughs> Just cook me some noodles and crab sticks after it, and uh, we're good. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and we're good. And you know what? You know what? You know what's fucked up? Like she had a kid, and I was only seventeen, I think. And she had a kid, and it was so weird. House because I'm like seventeen, and a kid was like fucking ten years younger than me, or something, around there. And it felt so weird because it's like, uh, oh, what the fuck? So yeah. you have like a seven-year-old kid. Yeah. Holy shit, you've been... So that's where your fucking obsession with milk came from? Like, even your first time, you were fucking... (laughs) Your first time was with a fucking milk, like a literal milk. Yeah, now now that you put it this way, yeah, it it was. (laughs) But no, most of my relationships are all like, you know, not milks, non-milks. (laughs) Non-mills. <laughs> yeah, non-mills. Like, oh, uh, so no. you're still chasing that high. That's why you're obsessed with milk. No, I'm not. I'm just old now. <laughs> old, like I'm. I'm just old to a point where the girls that I like are naturally mills. Like, can we realize that if they're at my age, they're considered milfs, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Imagine, like, getting to the age where milfs are just girls your age. <laughs> yeah, no. Fuck you. Yeah, I like milk, bro. Oh, got me some milk. Yeah, those milk be a hot. Yo, <laughs> at this point, you're like, yeah, they're just regular girls for me. <laughs> girls, my age. <laughs> yeah, they are. I mean, but if, as much as I like, I like older women, but um. Ironically, I think I've only like dated like two more older women after that. The rest are all younger than me for some reason. Hmm. I mean, the thing about the fantasy and reality are also different, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, you, it's like you watch porn, uh, milk porn, or whatever, you fantasize that shit, but. You know, re- in reality, it's different. It's not just about if the girl is a MILF or not. Like, that's not what your relationship depends on. <laughs> well, yeah, it was. It, it all depended on that. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to get laid. You're fucking get horny fucking 17 year old. Well, yeah. Like, what the hell love are you be, will be talking about at fucking 17? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you knew what you were you were getting into, and I'm sure the milf knew what she was she wanted and she was getting into. 
Is this one is some young cock. Fresh blood. <laughs> yeah. Damn, imagine he must be fucking old right now. Like Oh my gosh, she's 46 this year. 60. What the hell? Wait, 46? Yeah. Holy shit. Wait, wh- how old was she at uh when you guys uh you know, did it. She was about the late twenties. Late twenties. Holy <laughs> shit! Hmm. Wow. Okay. Fuck. That was long ago. Holy shit, man! What the hell? And and all that shit. The very first, the very first time I actually did it was to a female Libra. What the hell, man! Oh my god, donkey's been scarred ever since. That's, <laughs> ever where, since his hate, that's where his hate of female fucking Libras originated from. <laughs> we got him, boys. We got him, boys and girls. We got him. Oh, no, but after that, I, I, I still dated another female Libra, a uh, younger one. Yeah, but you still continue to be traumatized. No, I no. think at a, at, at a point I totally forgot all about it because of the doodles. <laughs> yep. Wait, so if girls, if males are just girls your age now, then that technically makes you a dilt. No, I don't look anything my age, remember? Ah, that's true. Yeah. But like when you I know, if you're going by age. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm supposedly, I'm, I'm supposed to be a dilf, but... I, I'm... No, oh, hello, Dad. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello, Bobby. Well... Hello, Bobby. Hello, Bobby. No, I I hope to be a dilf, but I'm just too. I think I'm too feminine for that. <laughs> yeah, like girls don't look. No wait, oh maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, but girls don't look at me and go like, oh my god, that's a dilf. Like the first thing that comes to my mind uh, to their minds is like, what the fuck are you prettier than me? <laughs> and well, I'm like, yeah. how the fuck is that supposed to happen? Like, no, wait, what the fuck are you even talking about? I'm a guy. <laughs> wait, so, but you know, it's like in anime, uh, when you have the fucking lolly looking character, the and uh, she's supposed to look like this lolly fucking. Uh, underage kid but she's actually a fucking ancient vampire or demon or something who is a thousand years old so <laughs> maybe that's how you are <laughs> but the thing is I'm a guy yeah well you're the reverse uh, reverse version of that what the fuck I'm, how am I a male lolly now Cause you look, you look young, but actually you're 
Oh. Don't dress lolly. <laughs> That's not the point. Do you want me to? Oh my god. <laughs> I bet you could. I bet you could. <laughs> those gothic, those gothic Lolita fucking outfits. <sighs> I think I would be able to pass it off to like a a wig with bangs. Holy shit! I think I would actually be a fucking pretty hot lolly. Come to think about it. <laughs> so you would actually be like scamming people, fucking catfishing them at that point. <laughs> like a grown fucking in their 30s Chinese guy fucking catfishing people <laughs> 13 year old lolly or something no what the fuck I'm not a fucking pedophile <laughs> no go away no you no you would be the bait oh to, to lure out the pedophile like it's like no I, I don't look anything like 13 year olds or even if I be a golf lolly uh, I just look too old for that. I look like a MILF lolly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think we've uh, I think we've had enough lolly. <laughs> yep. And but just yeah, as we speaking... talk about lolly. Sorry? Yeah. No, the music just became something very lolly. Can you hear my background music? Yeah, I was... <laughs> yeah, like, I did, what the... I did notice it. I just, <laughs> oh my god, that was so surreal. Okay, you were saying. Yeah, and I used to, yeah, I was saying that, speaking of anime, I think uh, we can get into some of that discussion. I remember, wait, the music is a bit loud. It is? Yeah. It's really far away from me. I think maybe because it's really high. How about now? Okay, that's good. Okay. So, yeah, I remember a couple of episodes ago where uh, we discussed about anime. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you told us some of the anime that, like, uh, affected you mm-hmm. or, like, you learned from. So I said that I was going to talk about some of the anime that I, uh, like, had an effect had yep, an yep. effect on me on the next episode which we didn't get to because of various reasons but <laughs> okay maybe we can discuss about that today yep we can like just it's just gonna be all hentai though but you know you know, listeners beware <laughs> I mean hey like I <laughs> yep. I would be lying if I didn't say that hentai didn't have a big impact on my life <laughs> wow wow <laughs> Wow, okay. I understand now. I mean, I still can't forget the first time I watched Bible Black. <laughs> well, that's that's a whole different story. Bible Black is Bible Black. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was that just fucking opened my eyes to a whole new world, so a whole new yeah. is that for all the time? It was a whole yeah. bunch of fucking Bible black. <laughs> yeah. A world. A world. 
Let's begin. What's your list? Okay, I mean, uh, yeah, I think we'll lay off the hand typer today. Maybe have a special episode for that sometime oh, later. But... Oh. Mm. Oh. Uh, I mean, last time you talked about like the music anime that had an impact on people, like uh, Noromi Cantabile, Lion yeah. April, and those kind of shows. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, when I uh, started watching anime, I I think it was around eighth grade. No, it was after eighth grade. Uh, so I can't remember how long ago now. What the fuck is eighth grade? Uh, eighth grade in class. Like, like in school. We, like over here, we don't really go by that system. Like we go like primary one to primary six. The secondary two, so a uh, secondary four. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Yep. Uh, so this was like eighth grade is basically, it's secondary school. Yeah, it's secondary school, mm-hmm. and tenth grade is the end of secondary school. After that is higher secondary. Like, in a, yeah, we have higher secondary school, which is two years after tenth grade, and then mm-hmm. after that we have like uh, university. So, yeah, for me, I really started, like, watching anime, I think, after 8th grade. So, at the beginning of ninth grade, probably. Uh, and I, I remember, I still remember my first anime ever was, like, Death Note. Like, oh. that was the actual anime I knew that was anime that I was watching, because... As a kid, I watched uh, fucking Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z on TV and on mm-hmm. Cartoon Network, but I didn't know that shit was anime, you know? I just thought that was cartoon or whatever. Uh, everyone used to watch it. So, yeah. But Death Note was, like, the first anime which I knew was anime. You know, I knew it was from fucking Japan and whatever. And I mm-hmm. looked up that shit and watched it online, like, out of my own will. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I was fucking bored, like I was done with movies and TV shows. Like uh, there comes a point, like yeah, as a kid, like all I used to watch was like English movies, anything on TV that would come out, like any kind of fucking Hollywood movie, TV shows, whatever. But there came a point I remember when I was fucking tired of all that. Like it all started becoming boring for me. It was like the same fucking thing over mm-hmm. and over again. So I was like, I want something new. I need something new. Okay, I'm getting bored out of my fucking mind. So I, uh, yeah, I heard about Death Note. Like, like I heard online a lot of, uh, about this, like it's the epic show or whatever. And uh, uh, the music is a bit loud again. Thank you. Okay. So, okay. yeah, so I uh, watched Death Note, and I, the first episode got me hooked as fuck. Because you watched Death Note, right? Yep. Did you watch the anime? I only watched the anime. Okay, so you know how awesome it is. Yeah, so, back then, before I got mainstream, yes. Yeah. So then I watched the first episode. I was fucking immediately hooked. I was like, damn, what the fuck is this? Like, this is unlike anything I've seen before. 
like the fucking storytelling, the fucking uh, I don't know <laughs> ambiance of it and the plot structure or whatever. It just seems so cool and so epic, you know. So I was hooked on the first episode, and the second episode just took it even higher and higher. And I fucking started binging that shit. I binged that shit like in two days. <laughs> yeah, that was like what thirty-six episodes or something. That whole show. Yeah, I, I think so. In, in the first two days. Yeah, and after that, I was just hooked. I was like, okay, now I want to watch more. Of, I need more of this. Okay, <laughs> I need more anime. Then I started looking up all the fucking anime I could find, like all the top list anime lists or reviews or whatever i watched all those shows the, i watched the full metal alchemist like code Geass, mm. fucking all high-rated shows i skipped like the long-ass shonen animes like naruto or one piece that shit was like too fucking long and i didn't yeah, want to get into it i wanted to watch all the shorter shows mm. So yeah, I was uh, I watched uh, I started watching those things and uh, and the I think the anime at that time of my life that had a huge impact was uh, Welcome to the NHK. Oh, have you heard of that? Yeah, I did. I remember that. I can't remember if I watched it, but I definitely came across this anime. I remember opening a tab on that. What was it about again? So, Welcome to the NHK is like... It's like... Uh, it's taken from a novel that was written by this guy that became a hikikomori. In, so, it means like locking yourself up in your house. Like, not going outside, being afraid of social interaction. Or anything, you know, just locking yourself, isolating yourself uh, mm. from society and shit. So this guy became a hikikomori. He didn't have a job. He was living on nothing. Like he was uh, cooped up inside his house, and he wrote this book in this condition. And he wrote it about a guy that was that. Basically, he took the his own self. He took his own situation and based the main character out of it so the anime is about a guy who is going through this situation who's like socially alienated himself uh, after high school and now he's just cooped up inside he he's afraid of social interaction he thinks that everything is a conspiracy and everyone is out to get him like people are just everywhere conspiring against him and shit so he's like so afraid of social interaction, anything. He can't do anything, basically. Like, he can't get a job, he can't go outside, he can't go to college, anything. He just, uh, yeah, that's how he's living his life. So that's uh, how the anime starts off. And it's about this guy, like, meeting a couple of other people and, like, going through a lot of, like, fucking disasters, basically. Basically, it's like a dark fucking comedy. It's a dark humor show where, where it shows this guy just spiraling deeper and deeper down this hole. Like, it's, 
<laughs> he gets messed up in all kinds of weird shit. He gets scammed into a pyramid scheme. He gets... Uh, he goes to a fucking suicide island with a bunch of fucking suicidal freaks who are about to commit suicide, basically. <laughs> like, it's fucking hilarious, but so sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, like, he has these attempts of trying to get better, but it always just ends up in getting worse somehow. And it's just insane. Like, it's a really fucking good show. And at, a, at the time when I watched this show, I was, I think, I was in 10th grade or, like, I just finished 10th grade, so my secondary school or something. And, like, I wasn't in a very good place myself because, uh, like, various things happened in, uh, during that time of my life, which, like, because of uh, family pressure and shit and because of my fucked up grades. <laughs> And my family, obviously, being the Asian parents, they're fucking disappointed in me and, like, you know, how that pressure is. So that resulted in me, like, secluding myself, like, isolating myself a lot from my family, isolating myself even from my friends uh, uh, to a point, and really just, uh, yeah, getting more and more in that hikikomori state. You know, where I didn't want to socially interact with people. I didn't want to face anyone, you know, and shit. I remember watching that show in that, uh, during that phase of my life. And I remember, like, that show having somewhat of a big impact on my life. Because it gave me, it showed me that, like, what I was going through... Like, there are other people that are going through that. And, like, this is a stage, like, this kind of thing can happen to people and how it can get worse and worse. And, like, what watching that guy suffer, basically, just put my suffering into, like, perspective, you know? <laughs> like, seeing yourself or even worse, what you could become later yeah. if you continue this uh in this way, what you could become even worse. Like, you can just see yourself as, uh, reflected in that. And it, like, had a big impact to where I was, like, laughing at the fucking misfortune of this guy. Mm-hmm. And still, like, I was feeling, like, that relatableness and, like, feeling sad at the same time, you know? So... Yeah, at the end of that show, like, it, uh, yeah, that show really moved me and really put a lot of perspective on stuff, and it helps, like, sometimes, you know, when you're in a, like, sad state of mind or place, watching a sad movie or a sad show, like, a reflective of your situation just helps you for mm-hmm. some reason, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, when you put on sad music and you want to just be in that state or something like I don't know how to explain it but it just uh, helps you for some reason so yeah I remember that anime had a huge impact on me and uh, I think uh, yeah another anime I mean 
I think over. I think that was the anime that had the biggest impact on me, actually. And other than that, I think anime at that part of at that stage of my life, anime was a huge part of escapism for me. Mm-hmm. That was like that was like my escape from reality at that point because uh, the situation I told you that I was in, and in that situation I was going through anime like it was. Uh, it was like bread and butter for me. Like, I was binging show after show, like doing nothing, basically. Not fucking going out, not talking to anyone, not even showering for days and just staying cooped up in my room or whatever, just fucking watching shows after shows, just trying to fucking, uh, you know. Yep, I went through that too. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you're so fucking sad or depressed and you take a whole fucking bucket of ice cream. <laughs> you wallow in your misery. <laughs> Keep finishing well, buckets yeah. of ice cream. Like, I mean, there really isn't much. I don't know how to explain, but it just helps <laughs> to elevate yourself in a bit while watching, binge watching all of this. It's like sustaining yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is in human nature, but we're, when we're in that state of mind, just seeing other people or even other characters going through that, and like, it just uh, helps us in some way, you know? It just uh, helps us know that there are other people with similar experiences and that you're not alone. And well, but... Some people yeah. just don't care to. Like, uh, not everybody in the same situation that we were in uh, would feel that. Also, I mean, it really depends on how self-centered they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... Well, I've met... Yeah, I think for most people, it does affect in a positive way because I see, like, a lot of times you see, like, artists, like, when they... When it's uh, like because that's an art, right? Those mediums, entertainment mediums, it's an art. So a lot of the times you would see people like commenting and like saying that it helps them out of a hard or difficult situation, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of songs or shows or you know, whatever. Because I think most people just want, uh, just want some kind of company, even mm-hmm. if it's not from another person, just keeping a company from something, you know, be it an anime, be it maybe a show or even a podcast or whatever, you know, mm. people just uh, want some company. Yeah, I think and that's, that, that's even that helps them a lot. Yeah, I think companies are work. Yeah, yeah, I think that, that what uh, matches up with what I was feeling back then, I think. Because hmm. I remember, like, you, the anime was my escape, basically, from reality. When I was watching that, I forgot about everything, right? If it, if, even if it wasn't, like, a sad or relatable anime, you, mm-hmm. you know? Because I was uh, consuming that for the first time. It was, like, the, uh, that kind of storytelling or animation or 
whatever that I've never experienced before. So mm-hmm. even when I was watching comedies or action or whatever, I was just completely absorbed into this world, and uh, I was able to forget about the things I was dealing with, basically. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, that helped me a lot. It's strange, like how, like something like that is able to help, uh, help us. Situations like that because, you know, like I said, it's just all artwork and everything. But I guess like when you hear like voices from all the characters and all that music and all that situation, yeah, actually it does help us make us feel less lonely. And in, in yeah. terms of going through that, all that stuff, uh, yeah, no doubt it's a, uh, it's not a good phase to go through because you're just like prolonging what is inevitable. But you know, it it did help us to. I guess like all that voices, like I, uh, I'm not too sure about your site, but when I was watching, like binge watching on my end, I usually watch them till till I sleep, and when I wake up, I just continue like watching, like just press play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like to watch them like nights. Like I couldn't even sleep at night. Like I would. Keep watching them until I couldn't anymore. Like until my body like physically fell asleep, <laughs> or I finished it. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was no night or day. I was just fucking continue after I woke up, just eating, just getting food, and just like eating and watching at the same time. Just not doing anything else, basically. Yep. Yeah. Well, like it's it's quite amazing because. I don't know. I I never thought that, uh, animes or shows like that, uh, could play a big part in terms of uh, attachment wise. Like, yours was like but, uh, welcome to the NHK, was it? Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, on my end, like when I was listening, uh, when I was in that phase, I was watching like fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, very the, like, the shonen and the mirror. Yeah, and, like shitload of episodes, right? So, yeah, I've been yeah. watched it like throughout the whole period of time, and yeah, it it that <laughs> it, it does trigger whenever I, I rewatch it. Uh, it does trigger like memories from that that period. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, another fucking anime I remember that like uh, impact on me was. Uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, have you watched that show? Yeah, that that was the first one that I know about, and I watched a little bit, but I was too young to actually really understand it. But I was so mm-hmm. in love with all the robots, man. Yeah, like it's a really fucking weird show. Like the creator of the show, Hideakiano, mm-hmm. basically, like did state uh, give a, a statement many times that the show is basically like his fucked up mind creating this fucked up world and characters that uh, like he did a like he was also in like a state he was like a very bad state at that time and so he just poured everything out into the show and like whatever his fucked up mind could come up with he just put it in there like 
obviously he put a lot of stuff in there just because it was cool like the fucking giant robots and the fights and everything like he said the yeah that was all cool that's why i put it in there but the main crust of the show which was the characters and the main character was uh shinji fucking shinji yeah yeah shinji and his whole character is like a pathetic little kid who who's a pathetic little kid with daddy and mommy issues from childhood who has never been who lost his mother who never been loved by his dad is that just left him basically to be raised on himself uh, by himself and what uh, the time when his dad came back for him was when he needed when his dad needed him to pilot the robot to fight the fucking monsters basically and uh, and basically he comes back only he agrees to fight the monsters he agrees to pilot the robot to get his dad's love that he never got basically he was trying to get his dad's uh, affection or approval you know that he never experienced in his childhood and he was trying to attain that in any way he could so if it meant like risking his life fighting against these monsters and this huge robot he would do that just for that like it, yes it was very selfish and he wasn't doing it for to save lives of humanity or whatever but that's a very human character like like that that you can understand that he's a fucked up character because of his past because of his upbringing mm-hmm. but that's the character you know characters don't have to be perfect they don't have to be heroes but uh, is this the flawed character and that's uh, that's great and the show is full of these fucked up characters going through these fucked up situations and it's it really well, like watching that had a watching that like that was the first show like that was one of the shows i watched like besides nhk i think which didn't have these cookie cutter characters these heroic you know these shown in anime protagonists that are trying to save humanity or trying to do the best thing for everyone trying to save everyone or whatever the point of the show wasn't that the point of the show was these very human characters these flawed individuals because humans are flawed they're not these superheroes so watching that show like it was so real it felt very real because it had all these characters in it that were real that were flawed that had that were fucked up they weren't heroes they were doing it for themselves but that's uh, that's human nature so yeah watching that movie had a big impact. like watching that show actually and it had a movie as well yep, it had it many movies after that yeah <laughs> yep it did <laughs> it had yeah it had one movie where it tied it all up like the ending and mm-hmm. then it, he continued to remake the series into a bunch of movies uh which i also watched later but the original show and the movie which was the ending that was yeah i watched that 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 did leave a big impact on me and that i was like i learned a lot and i appreciated that show for what it was like not shying away not trying to make something to appeal to everyone basically he was mm-hmm. just making something that was real you know that felt very real mm-hmm. but why i can't remember but why were why was this robot like eating people again like eating monsters again 
Okay, so this is a bit of a spoiler uh, for the show, but basically the robots, the huge robots you see, there are three original, I think. Yep. Zero, 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 two. Yeah, yeah, zero unit. Uh, unit uh, zero one, unit zero two, and unit zero. I think, but mm-hmm. yeah, those robots weren't—they uh, weren't actually robots. They were like living beings in a way. They were basically so. Let's say for Shinji, these robots were created from his father and mother's experiment. So the. Uh, unit he pilots, I think, is unit one or unit two. Yep, I don't one. remember. One. Yeah, Zero was one. Yeah. Yeah. So unit one was basically his mother's body, like his mother's consciousness. And they they experimented in a synthetic bio like being or whatever. And they created this fucking robot with a robotic exoskeleton, but the inside, yeah. the, it had guts and organs. It was like a living organism and it has a, his mother's consciousness or soul basically in it. So that's why only he could pilot that robot. No one else could because it was his mother basically. And he was like basically going back into his mother's womb every time he was in this robot. So they had the uh, best uh, compatibility, like 100% compatibility. Any other pilot could not... Uh, pilot that robot uh, like he could. Oh. Yeah. And basically it has like the plot is very like diluted basically it's all about it's very it goes very biblical and shit. Like they take things out of the Jewish Bible as well. Like all the mythology, like the angels, thirteen angels or something coming down to earth. Uh, Adam, Lilith, Eve, all that shit. Like, basically, yeah. the name of the show is Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is, like, from the Bible. It means, yep. like, the creation of a new world or something, I think. New Genesis. Wow. That's very Japanese to mix, mash up everything in, like... No one... Oh, like... <laughs> It feels like, you know, this, this chapter he started out with like whatever he wanted to do from his mind and then he found something new and he added to the animation and then he and then he found more new stuff and he added more to the animation. Yeah, for sure, man. Like there was so many fucked up and convoluted shit in that show, like plot wise, when it comes mm-hmm. to what the big picture, what is actually happening. That like people still to this day argue and try to like discuss and analyze like what it all meant, like what this piece of information means to connect connect to that and all this shit. Like it's still not hundred percent. I think it's gonna be hard. Like, yeah, this this particular anime gives me a very a very dark feeling. So. I didn't really revisit it a lot because of that. Well, yeah, it is. It is. It's from a very dark place. I like the all the characters. I mean, the plot and the actual thing was going on with all the robots, angels, mm-hmm. Adam or Eve, whatever. That's very convoluted and made from era, combining things and like it's made to seem very cool and shit. Mm-hmm. Like he admits that himself, the creator, but. 
what the main thing about the show i think is the characters and uh their situations basically that's the main takeaway from the show like the plot and everything it just revolves around the characters it's not the main uh it's not the main show the main really show bad. is all about the characters but i ironically like it was the robots that actually really blew up the whole image <laughs> well yeah i mean at that age when it came out i think it was the uh, 90s it was in the late 90s when it came out yeah i think it was about there yeah late yeah, 90s it, yeah i think 97 or 98 something so it was like fucking robots were the thing you put like gundams or huge giant fucking robots fighting monsters that was the hit thing popular thing you put that in a show you automatically like have people watching it you know yep people wanted to watch that shit so he probably put that shit, all that shit in to make it look really cool but inside it was something that people could never like people weren't <laughs> expecting going in yeah but so, it's it's still hard to put it like there's still a whole interesting concept going on around the robots all i mean he he managed to blend it well that's the thing Yeah, like, he did. Yeah, like it's not like a very distinctive line in between to say that oh, he definitely just threw it in just for the sake of it. You know, you know some animations like that like they threw they they throw this whole isekai thing just for the sake of it, but the plot is just as basic as it is. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he he managed to blend it well. That's the thing. Yeah, like he he well, the things he put in was very cool. but it wasn't because he just put just it in put it in because he, you know just randomly because everything does have like it does connect in some way like it, it, even in the very first episode mm-hmm. like it has foreshadowing that later like in the later episodes that comes out and you're and you go like ah so that's why that was that you know like the yep. thing about the spoiler i told you just now about the robots not being robots that that shit is a huge fucking spoiler Like yeah, that is. people had that same question you had like what's up with the robots and shit like that was the question from the first episode and like why only this kid can pilot the robot why not get a, a adult grown man or some other person to pilot it mm-hmm. and it gets answered way later in the episode and it's like a huge reveal and like makes sense and shit as well like i remember Uh I I mean I had that questions because when when it came out I was really surprised that uh Eva won because the motherfucker was eating like monsters I'm like holy shit robots do that <laughs> it really intrigued me like it seriously intrigued me a lot because I I didn't I wasn't really into all this gothic and gore stuff back then but wow oh. that really, you know open <laughs> part of part of the bestial instincts in me like <laughs> yeah like when that scene happened in the anime i think mm-hmm. that was halfway through the show or something like mm-hmm. it was a huge fucking thing like everyone was like what the fuck just happened because like all the characters were like what is going on like because <laughs> even the characters most of them didn't know what the fuck these robots were yeah so it's like everyone was confused Like yeah, only and we don't only huh? like Shinji's father and mm-hmm. like his uh friend who was with him the whole time uh knew basically the actual things that are going on which we as 
audience and the char- other characters don't even know until like the very end of the show. But I think you should watch it, man. Like you, I think you'll really enjoy it. Yeah, I have to. Wa- I have to rewatch it. Like when there's, uh, I don't know, some of these animes, like you really have to find a proper mood to watch it, because yeah. you know, you know how how the flow of the animation goes, and yeah, that's some of the days you're just not, you know, not really into it. Like yeah, like Shiki, I tried rewatching it, but I'm just not in a mood for it. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, That's something as well. I think you need to. Sometimes you're in the mood for just uh, you know, just a laugh. You know, just some yep, yep. casual comedy. Fucking asobi asobase. I love that or, shit. Yeah, or gintama or some shit like that. And sometimes you just want to get fucked up. You know, you want to watch some fucking Neon Genesis or some. <laughs> uh, what was that other show? Ergo Proxy. Ah, uh, Ergo Proxy and, and Light. Elfin Light, yeah. Like, you just want to get fucked up and watch some really fucked up shit. Oh my god, Ergo Proxy. I, I'm not too sure if I re- watched Ergo Proxy, though. I, I definitely know that character because she's goth as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I, can, I can't remember the if definition I... definition of goth. Yeah, like, she is as goth as a goth can be. <laughs> I remember watching. Yeah, I remember watching that show. I did watch it, but I didn't enjoy it that much. Like oh, I thought, because I thought the ideas it brought up and the shit it showed, like it wasn't as deep. Like it was pretending to be more deep than it was. Oh, the pretentious. Yeah, yeah, it was pretentious. That's a bit, just a bit. That's what I got out of it. Oh, now speaking about this, there's one that really impressed me, which was Psychopaths. Oh yeah, I watched Psychopaths recently. Oh my god, Psychopaths was the first time I watched. Okay, it's not about impact anymore, but it was it was one of those animations that truly impressed. You know, like I actually mm-hmm. sat down and think throughout the whole plot that. Holy shit! This is this is something that actually might happen that can happen in the role, because we're already halfway there because of all the technology and stuff, and we're already halfway. Yeah, there. yeah. and that really, uh, wow! That, that that I enjoyed that, but I can only go it through once. Like I can't, I can't sit through Psychopaths another time. Yeah, yeah. it's too heavy. <laughs> Did you watch season one? I only fin- I only watched season one. I I couldn't sit through season season two anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah, season one is the best. After, like, I think they they were out, the, like they had finished their story already in season one. In season yeah. two, they say they uh, bring up a, another story, but it's not as good as season one. It's like milking it. Yeah. Yeah, so I I didn't sit through season two. Like season one was a par level, like it reached the, um, it reached the pedestal where it should be, uh, based on that name, psychopath, and the subsequent mm. ones I just couldn't sit through. Like you know, the first two episodes were really determined, like, uh, how the flow of the anime will go, and yeah, I just didn't felt it anymore, and I just didn't, you know, watch it anymore. I just I just I was just contented with season one. Yeah, season one of Psychopaths was really good. And like uh, the ideas and principles it brought up 
you know, uh, yep. with the main villain and the main protagonist. Like, it keeps you questioning even until the end, like, who's actually in the right, you know? Yep, yep. And it's, um, it's a very well thought and very, very well thought and detailed. Like, it, everything, like, from the music to the plot to the uh, animation, everything was really well done to pull it off. And, yeah, for that, you know, I think that's yeah that's that's what it's all about. Like I mean, to be honest, like animation, it's actually even taking over like real movies and stuff. Like because of all the work that, uh, one thing is they don't have to work with so many people, and that cuts like the workload in half. Like when you work with and stuff, it's like they're very sassy or they don't want to come to work, etc. Like that, and it's hard to get production done. But with animations, uh, you have a lot of deadlines to meet, and definitely there's a set of works around it. But uh, it's easier to control where the animation is heading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Psychopaths, yes, that was one of the ones that was impressive. Mm-hmm. Hey, so, you know, when they try to like make live action adapt, comes out so shit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so disappointing. Even like um Gintama, the live the live action is so shit. Oh my god. I, I couldn't like I'm like, bro, are you serious? Yeah, so bad. So bad you should you, yeah, this is why you should never try to make like anime into live action. Like it's never gonna work. It's anime yeah. for a reason. Like all those over exaggerated expressions and animations and everything, storytelling style, it can never work in real life. Yeah, and it's it's like okay, as much as like as I like Japanese, but in live action movies, half of the time their characters feel very unnatural portraying all that expression. Yeah, yeah it's I mean, it's like you're gonna tell a real person to do an anime expression. You're gonna tell someone to do Gintama's like mouth wide open Looney Tunes style fucking expression to an actual person. How's that gonna work? I think I think I think it's the vibe of the whole um, expression. Like it's it can be done because there are some people that you know in real life that are as retarded as them. Like and <laughs> like you know those uh, those friends that you got. Like it's just really purely comedic. Their reactions and yeah. their react uh their timings and everything. It's just them. You know, I, I think that's what animations manage to consistently capture about people. Uh, things that don't happen all the time, they manage to consistently re- re- replicate it in anime all the time. And I think that's what uh, the cause of all these characters that can't be captured by real actors themselves because it's a, genu- it's, it's a genuine expression and not uh, something that can be acted out. <laughs> Yeah, like it's weird that you watch anime and it seems it's real and it makes you feel more relatable than when you watch actual people act it out. Like when you watch it in live action, it actually gives you a backlash. It gives you a whip. Whoa, this shit ain't real. I guess that's how people act. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Maybe that's why people are more um, addicted to animations because it expresses a lot more than what... Okay, it's like... Okay, you know how movies now? The older uh-huh. actors, the older batch of actors 
are, are so much better than actors in the modern modern cinemas. Like because mm. I I've been watching like movies back and forth. Like example, like uh for example, like Jim Carrey, and uh-huh. he has this natural way of doing things. You know, when you listen to him talk and everything, you know that he's just playing himself in movies to different characters. And yeah. all natural, all this very natural um, acting capabilities that the old actors like, uh, like I'm watching Ocean's Thirteen, like you know, like George Clooney, uh, Brad Pitt, and all this, they are just so natural. And Al 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 Pacino, his name, Al Pacino, yeah, Al Pacino, yes, and he's in it too. So, uh. All of their actings are so natural. I mean, compared to now, like when you're watching movies now, you you know they are very subconscious, like that the camera is there. But when you're watching all these older actors, it's just so natural for them that you, you yourself don't even know that you are the camera watching them. You know that kind mm. of feeling. Yeah. So I I think that's that's what got uh replicated into the uh anime scene that. All these expressions and all these natural, very natural transitions of expressions that really clings onto us, like uh, all the emotions when we watch it, like uh, NHK and all that. And uh, yeah, I mean, all this, they have a very natural transition. I mean, we we probably wouldn't have felt you probably wouldn't have felt the same if you watched NHK if it was a live action, you know, that kind of because. No. Yeah, it's it's like it's, in animation. It's very easy, it's a lot easier to replicate a whole atmosphere too. You know, to really enhance to enhance the the voice of that moment and, and that kind of stuff. So yeah, they can just focus on like one fucking thing with mm-hmm. the music, the animation, the framing, everything. The voice yep. acting, everything they can like focus very well on the thing they want to, uh, they want to make you feel, as yep, opposed yep, yep. to as opposed to live action. Because I think in live action, it needs to be done exceptionally well for the yeah. message to come across exactly how the director wants it to. You know. Oh, speaking about that, I think. I think half of the time is because the actors don't really understand the character portrait they are trying to portray, mm. and that's yeah, like like example like Gintama, like that guy. Yeah, definitely all of them are like all star actors, but they don't have the accent, uh, the essence. Like when I look at all this, right, I always look out for the essence of characters, and it, they may not look alike, they may not sound exactly alike, but it's the essence of a particular character that's being portrayed out that. I feel that that's important. Yeah. yeah so, for sure. yeah, like when these actors, when you do live action, uh, I don't think they manage to capture the essence because they don't understand the character well enough. Maybe only one person, like so, uh, Sogo, uh, I think his his um actor managed to pull it off a little bit because maybe, yeah, Sogo is like a very sadistic person who doesn't really like talk a lot, and it's easier to play that role compared to Gintama. Or Kagura, yeah. Oh, I didn't really watch the. I didn't really watch the uh, movie. Oh, you so did I it? No, no. Fuck you! Too. <laughs> I thought you did. Nope. <laughs> but, but but yeah, I think uh, yeah. 
no, I, I was saying like uh, ironically, like they they do like better Japanese movies when it's not a live action adaptation of an animation. <laughs> That's the funny part. <laughs> yeah, I mean for sure. I think yeah, that because when they try to adapt, they try to stay faithful to like they try to adapt like scene by scene, you know, like exactly. Uh, yeah, that's the problem. Yep, that's a problem. And if Talk- you don't do that, then fans are gonna be pissed as well because if you don't adapt everything the way it was, then they're like, it's it's not the same character, it's not the same story. So I mean, for me, I I think just leave as. Be an- let anime be anime like don't try to fucking live action adapt it like because why why do you need to like why? to milk it to milk it well that's the kind of results you're gonna get when you try to milk it well, but... like you watch fucking your name you watch your name right nope what the fuck you haven't nope bro what it's 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 so um it's so it's it's just one it's, it's really like those sad animes that I really it's not, not it's not really sad though. Okay, well, uh, bring it, give it to me. What what is it about? Well, uh, I mean, it's not sad. It's like it has romance, it has comedy. It has some sadness near the end, like, but it's quite bittersweet. And it's really nice. It's about uh, like this girl and this guy, like swapping bodies, uh, body swapping basically in their sleep. Mm-hmm. Like when they go to sleep, like sometimes they wake up in each other's bodies, and they are like very far apart. They don't even know each other, but they're mm-hmm. far apart. Like one, uh, the guy lives in the city, the girl lo- uh, lives in the countryside. They're like swapping bodies with each other, and like because this girl wa- always wants wanted to live uh, a city life, she was tired of being cooped up in the countryside, nothing to do, and she just wants adventure and shit. So, and uh, the guy is uh, the guy is your normal guy. He's working, he's uh, working part time and shit and stuff, and yeah. So it's a uh, body swap, and a lot of shit happens, and eventually they do. Pull. You know, of course, there are going to be romance between them, and there is one other huge plot twist that happens like midway through the through the movie, mm-hmm. but you never see it coming. You never expect it, and it's big. It's a big plot twist. I won't spoil it, but yeah, it's, it's a great movie. The fucking music soundtrack is fucking amazing. Like they got this band. I forgot the Radwimps. Radwimps is the name. Oh, Radwimps. Yeah, they got Radwimps to like make the soundtrack specifically for this movie. They like so the music is perfectly tailored. They got the fucking Radwimps and made this whole fucking soundtrack with them. Uh, the director and the everyone well, worked, uh, you know. And the fucking music is amazing. It makes so many moments of the movie just shine so much. And the animation is beautiful, man. Like. This guy, Makoto Shinkai, the director, is mm-hmm. like, his animations are fucking lifelike. Like, his animations are so great. It's like putting a 4K HD filter mm-hmm. on real life. Like, it looks better than real life. That's how good his fucking animation is. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what I'm the telling fuck? you, man. Wait, have you seen that short movie? Uh, 
what is it? What's it called? Uh, Garden. Wait, what's this? Fuck. Wait, let me look up the name. It's about the this guy who meets this uh, his te- who has a romance with his teacher. I'm pretty sure I did, but it's in a different website called Pornhub. <laughs> no, it's the fucking Garden of Words. Nope. Garden of Words. Nope. Man, you can look it up. It's on YouTube, actually, the whole uh, movie, and it's like 40 minutes only. The okay. fucking animation is like you can't. So at some points, you can't tell what you're looking at if you're looking at real life or animation. It's so amazing. Like that's uh, the same guy. That's the director of that movie that made this. Your name, and it's fucking amazing, man. It's beautiful. The animation, the everything. Like it, it's not like it's not like a d- very deep movie or anything. It's just a very is this a very good movie, you know? So, when, you not, said, when you talk yeah. about this, the only thing I can think about this animation, your name was that meme. Like, this guy was asking for the anime name, and then the other guy was like, your name. And then the guy was like, Andrew. <laughs> and then yeah, this movie poster writing his name, Andrew, over there. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Have you seen that meme I don't think I have seen that meme. I'll show. I'll, I'll send it to you later. Oh my god, this is all I can think about in my head as you're talking about it. I'm like Andrew or something. God oh, damn it! Yeah. Fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Alright, I gotta see that later then. But yeah, okay. man, movie is amazing. Wait, what was my whole even point about the movie? Oh yeah. So <laughs> it's a fucking amazing movie. Wait, have you seen a silent voice? Uh, what? A silent a si- voice. No. That's also mo- okay. I won't get into that. But that movie has like some deep fucking. Uh, that has some deep concepts. A silent movie. A silent voice. It's uh, about like bullying and. Stuff. It has a deaf girl in it, and shit gets very deep. But this movie, like your name, and that movie came out around the same time. But your name, I think it doesn't have a deep concept, but it's just a fucking great movie, man. Like it's very beautiful. The music is amazing, and it's everything a solid done right. story. Yeah, it's just everything done right. Like there's a re- like it was the highest grossing movie. Uh, has grossing Japanese movie of all time. Your name, TK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what I was saying with that movie is like that movie. When you see that movie, you mm-hmm. never want to fucking make a live action adaptation of that movie because that was done way much better than anything you could do in live action. What I that's what I think. Wait, so if anybody tries to do that, what? Does that animation have a live action? No, no, it doesn't. Oh. But there was some news uh, that J.J. Abrams, this Hollywood director, was uh, going to do a live action of oh, that no. movie. But it it hasn't happened yet. So I hopefully they drop that because they're just setting themselves up for failure, man. Like, you yep. cannot outdo this fucking movie. There's... No fucking way in live action you can even do like one tenth of this what this movie achieved 
in like animation. That's what I think. They probably can, but it's going to be a very very high cost. Not even with a high cost. I I mean I just don't think it can happen because the vision of this movie came from the single guy, like from this one guy, Makoto Shinkai. Oh. It was all his vision. He was the director, story writer, everything, and the main animator. Oh, so basically, the whole essence of the anime is the one that's hard to grasp. Yeah, like it was out of his own. Like when the when something comes out of this one person's like mind, and they're like they put their creativity and their own touch in something they create, you can never truly replicate that. You yep. Know? Yep. Yep. They are yeah. like the they they started the pave. For something that uh, people can only follow behind but never overtake. Yeah, yep. like even maybe you can do something better than that. Maybe you can, if you do your own thing, you can do something better than that. Sure, but if you try to replicate that thing that that person created, mm-hmm. I don't think you can ever achieve that. I don't think you can even achieve fifty percent of that. Yep. No, because the whole the whole the whole thing that um that he portrayed out is probably not even hundred percent to what his is it was playing in his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, it really yeah went like, well. because even in a in a interview or conference he did say that he wasn't able to do everything he wanted in the movie. Yep. Like he's actually quite disappointed because he couldn't do all the things he wanted. Yep. But it because it still came out so well. Because the thing is, um, it's like the engineering joke. Like it looks good on paper, but it may not look practically. And I think mm-hmm. after when he put his whole soul into creating this, it really has a flaw on its own that he can't really deny it to uh, forcefully input his idea into it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like when when you when you write a song or, or a story or start anything. Uh, eventually, it always starts off an idea that comes from you, and the whole g- general idea of it uh, revolves around it. But um, there's there'll be a point where this idea will give life to itself, and it's very hard to turn the flow away from that with uh, by forcing your your own ideas and desires into it. So, yeah, I, I guess that's probably what he was um, trying to say about that. Like, yeah. I mean, like, it's his thing, right? His individuality. Like, mm. even if it has flaws, it's the flaws, his his own flaws in there. So that also adds character to the piece of art. Yep, yep. Like, it does. the fucking Mona Lisa, let's say. It's not a perfect painting, right? Nope. But you can't, like, fucking replicate that. Like, well, you can with, uh, with all the programs. You can. What? what? All that programs, um, art programs, you can replicate. I mean, you, I mean, yeah, yes, but you can never get the essence of it. Like, it's like a photo. It would be like a photocopy. It wouldn't be the original. Yeah, I know, but yeah, try <laughs> to fuck with your TK. <laughs> Yeah, but I I I need to shit. Yeah.
<laughs> All right. So I guess that's it for today. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, everyone. Donkey needs to sit. So we need to end our episode. Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, but it's good because, you know, we, we, we should save some contents of this anime topic for the next mm-hmm. recording. Otherwise, we wouldn't have anything to say, you know, considering how we always do this without having, you know, any plans ahead. I, but we just end up talking shit about something anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's a different topic. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, uh, wait. The fi- final one thing I wanted to say is that, uh, like in the the when I was talking about the time, the hard difficult place I was in, mm-hmm. and like the escapism, like uh, with anime helped me or whatever. Like, of course, I would have to face the reality later on, but it gave me time, you know, to cope with it for time being so i think like a lot of times uh, you see people in those kind of situations they would go to drugs or whatever uh to try to forget what the, whatever is going that way and for me i think it was you know through anime basically anime was my drug at the time anime says yeah, I mean that's very fucking cringe uh, <laughs> to say that anime what? is my drug, but it it was <laughs> literally like. <laughs> wow, TK! Wow. Yeah. Mm. I didn't know you were so cringy, but I still love you. I'll go puke out my lungs from all this cringe. Fuck you. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, we're ending today's episode here. And, uh, yeah, this, uh, oh, actually, Donkey, I didn't tell you this, but I actually, what? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're saying? Yeah, I actually put our podcast on uh, iTunes as well. I put our, uh, podcast on iTunes yesterday, actually. Oh, how was it? So, no, it's like you know, you know how you can listen on Spotify. Now you'll yeah, be able yeah. to listen on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. So that's what I'm saying. Oh, nice. Okay. Yep. So yeah, that's good news for all the listeners out there. So yeah, now our podcast is now available on Spotify, Anchor. Uh, if you know what that is, uh, Apple Podcasts and iTunes. If you have iPhones or Apple devices, uh, then you can listen on iTunes. And it's even on Google Podcasts, even though no one fucking uses that. But, wow. you know, it's on there. It's on Google. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you, everyone, for joining us on this episode. We're going to end it here. But yeah, right. be sure to listen to us wherever you can on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever uh, you want. I'll put up all the links in my uh, story. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, and uh, don't forget to give us a five-star rating if you enjoy the show. Yeah, there's no shit in this, so you better give us five-star. <laughs> 
Yeah, this was a shit-free episode, really, which is a huge surprise. So clean, too. No, wait, it wasn't clean. Fuck. We started off with sex. <laughs> well, yeah, it wasn't clean because we talked about your fucking Libra ex-girlfriend and her smelling oh, pussy, so... Well, looks like a good time to lay off. Uh, all right. <laughs> Bye, guys. Hope to see you guys in the next episode. <laughs> All right, see you guys next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>